Chapter 45 Night and Morning in the Spheres As in a banquet hall, when all the torches and lamps are extinguished, and one little lamp is left burning before a sacred picture in a corner, so Carmenita was left behind, alone in universal night. For just as his body was enfolded by the astral substance of that Buddha likeness, so his being was completely absorbed by the recollection of the Buddha's presence. And that was the oil which fed the flame of this little lamp. The whole conversation he had had with the master in the outer hall of the potter's house in Rajagaha rose up before him from beginning to end, sentence by sentence, word by word. But after he had gone quite through it, he began again at the beginning. And every sentence was to him like a gate that stood at the head of the way to new avenues of thought, which in their turn led to others. And he explored them all with measured step, and there was nothing which remained dark to him. And while his spirit in such fashion wove the recollection of the Buddha into its own fabric until its last strand was exhausted, his body absorbed ever more of the astral matter which surrounded it, until what remained at last became transparent. And the darkness of universal night began to appear as a delicate blue that became ever darker. Whereupon Kamanita thought, out there reigns the vast darkness of universal night. But a time will come when morning shall dawn, and a new Brahma world will come into existence. If my thoughts and acts were to be directed towards becoming the new hundred-thousandfold Brahma, who would call the new world into existence, I do not see who could outrival me. For, while all the beings of this Brahma world have sunk into helplessness and non-existence, I alone am here at my post, watchful, and in full possession of my faculties. Yes, if I so wished, I could summon all those beings into life at this instant and begin the new universal day. But one thing I cannot do. I can never again call Varsity into being. Varsity has gone. She has gone, into that passing away which leaves no seed of existence behind. Neither God nor Brahma nor Mara the evil one can find her. But what can life be to me without Varsity? who was its fairest and its best. And what could a Brahma existence be to me, a life beyond which one is able to pass? And why trouble with the temporal, when there is an eternal? There is an eternal, and a way to the eternal. An old forest Brahmin once taught me that round about the heart are spun a hundred fine arteries by means of which the consciousness is able to range throughout the whole body. But there is, however, only one which leads to the crown of the head, the one by which the consciousness leaves the body. So too there are a hundred, yes, a thousand, a hundred thousand ways which lead here and there in this world through many scenes of happiness and suffering, both where the lifespan is of long and where it is of short duration, where all is beautiful and where all is miserable, through divine and human worlds, through animal kingdoms and underworlds. But there is only one which leads absolutely out of this universe. That is the way to the eternal the way to the untraversed land. I am now on that road. Well then, I shall tread it to its end. And he continued to dwell on the thought of the Buddha and of the way which leads to the end of all suffering. And ever darker became the blue of the diaphanous universal night. But when it began to grow almost black, 
the new Brahma flashed into existence, the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma who illumines and preserves the hundred-thousand worlds. And the Brahma sent forth a joyous summons to awaken, Sandhyas, 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 wake up all you beings, all you who have rested throughout the whole of creation's night in the lap of nothingness, here, to me, form the new Brahma universe, enjoy the new world day, each one in your place, each one according to your strength. And the beings and the world sprang forth from the darkness of the void, star by star. And the jubilant shouts of a hundred thousand voices and the sound like a hundred thousand drums and conch horns rang in answer, Hail, the hundred thousandfold Brahma who calls us to the new universe and the new day. Hail to us who are called to share the new day with him and to reflect his divine glory and bliss. When Karmanita saw and heard all this, he was filled with a deep compassion. These beings and these worlds these stellar gods, and the hundred-thousand-fold Brahma himself shout for joy to welcome the universal day, rejoicing in their own existence. And why? Because they do not understand it. And this compassion of his for the world, for the gods, and for the Supreme God vanquished in Karmanita the last remnant of his conceit and self-concern. But he now considered, during this new day also, perfect Buddhas are certain to appear who will declare the ultimate truth. And when these deities I see around me now hear about the possibility of their liberation and remember that in the earliest dawn of the universal day they saw a being who went away, out of the universe, then that memory will be to their advantage. They will say to themselves, Already one from our midst, one who was a part of ourselves, has preceded us on that road. And that will aid their enlightenment. So I shall help all in helping myself. For in truth, no one can help themselves without helping all. Very soon, some of the stellar gods began to notice that there was one amongst them who did not shine ever brighter like the others, but who, on the contrary, steadily diminished in brilliance. And they called to him, Ho there, brother! Turn your gaze upon the great hundred-thousand-fold Brahma. That way you will recover your brilliance and shine like us. For you also, brother, are called to the bliss of reflecting the glory of the Supreme God. When the gods called to him thus, Karmanita neither looked nor listened. And the gods who saw him grow ever paler were greatly troubled about him, and they appealed to Mahabrahma. Great Brahma, our light and preserver, look upon this poor being who is too weak to shine as we do, whose brilliance continually decreases and does not increase. Oh, give him your blessed attention, illumine him, revive him, for surely you have also called him to reflect your divine glory and bliss. And the great Brahma, full of tenderness for all beings, turned his attention to Karmanita to refresh and strengthen him. But Karmanita's light, nevertheless, decreased visibly. Then the great Brahma was more grieved that this one being would not allow himself to be illumined by him and did not reflect his glory, than he was glad that a hundred thousand sunned themselves in his light and hailed him with shouts of joy. And he withdrew a large part of his divinely illuminating power from the universe, power sufficient to set a thousand worlds on fire and he directed it upon Karmanita. But Karmanita's light continued to pale, as though drawing nearer to complete disappearance. Mahabrahma now became prey to a great anxiety. This one star withdraws from my influence. So then, I am not omnipotent. I do not know the way he is going. So, I am not omniscient. For he is not expiring as do the beings who expire in death, to be reborn each according to their actions, 
not as the worlds go out in the Brahman night, only to shine forth again. What light illumines his way, seeing that he disdains mine? Is there then another light more radiant than mine? And a road which leads in the opposite direction to mine? A road to untraversed lands? Shall I myself, perhaps, ever take that road? That path to the untraversed land? And now the minds of the stellar gods also became filled with great anxiety, great trouble. This one withdraws from the power of the great Brahma. So then is the great Brahma not omnipotent? What light can be lighting his way, seeing that he disdains that of the great Brahma? Is there then another light, more splendid than that which we so blissfully reflect? And a road that leads in the opposite direction to ours, a road to an untraversed land. Shall we, perhaps, ever take that road? the road to the untraversed land? Then the hundred thousandfold Brahma pondered, My mind is made up. I shall reabsorb my illuminating power, now diffused throughout space, and shall plunge all these worlds again into the darkness of the Brahma night. And when I have gathered my light into a single ray, I shall turn it upon that one being, in order to rescue him for this my Brahma world. And the hundred thousandfold Brahma now reabsorbed all the illuminating power which he had diffused throughout space so that the world sank again into the darkness of the Brahman night. And gathering his light into a single ray, he directed it on Karmanita. Henceforward there must shine at this point, he willed, the most radiant star in all my Brahma world. Then the hundred thousandfold Brahma drew back into himself that ray which had illuminating power great enough to set a hundred thousand worlds on fire, and again unleashed his blazing light throughout the whole of space. At the point, however where he had hoped to see the most radiant of all the stars, only a little, slowly fading spark was to be seen. And while in immeasurable space, worlds upon worlds flashed and shouted as they pressed forward again into the new Brahma day, the pilgrim Karmanita went out, out of the sphere of knowledge of gods and humans. Out, quite as the light of a lamp goes out when it has consumed the last drop of oil in its wick. Karmanita's pilgrimage was complete.